Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm very happy to be here. Um, thanks for organizing this interesting uh, conference. And I would like to apologize for my co-author, uh, who was not able to, to come to Britain for immigration and visa issues, of all things. Um, this research comes out of my um, dissertation at the New School for Social Research um, in Economics. And so my, my initial question was uh, why there is extremely sporadic uh, economic, theoretical and modeling literature on networks in migration when in other social sciences uh, this is a, a, a given for almost decades and it has long been clear. Um, and even economic um, empirical literature has long established that migrations are, that networks are very central to migration. Um, but again, the, the theoretical modeling literature has not reflected that, that fact. And the answer that I gave was that this is really a, a methodological issue. That standard mathematical models are not able to capture networks, are not able to, to effectively deal with, with networks. And um, the, the solution is uh, to use agent-based modeling to move away from, from standard economic modeling into computational modeling, so these simulations. So agent-based models are models. They, they remain within this um, deductive uh, methodology and with all the concomitant uh, constraints and, and problems uh, that, that come with that. Uh, but in comparison to, to other models, to the standard mathematical models, um, they have some important advantages. Um, that includes uh, true heterogeneity between agents, um, the ability to have integral dynamics and feedback effects that you can test from the micro as well as from the macro level and that they are very intuitive for, for policy advice. They're much easier to understand for policymaker what is going on and, and what is being incorporated as assumptions compared to, to standard economic models. The, the drawbacks that I would see are that it's a very young field, it, it's a, it's, there's little established rules and, and um, forms of, of dealing with these models, so there is no or very little by the way of simplification or testing rules. So it's very much incumbent upon the researcher to make the, the abstractions required for, for modeling. Um, so what we uh, will do in this paper is look at networks and distributions um, in, in Latin America US migration. Um, in particular we'll be looking at Ecuadorian to US uh, to New York migration. Um, to show that beyond the, the great data of the, of the Mexican Migration Project, um, agent-based modeling makes it possible to, um, um, to work with macro data that is, that is more broadly available. Um, so we started off by defining some stylized facts um, in migration research and attempted to see whether a model was going to be able to replicate those. The first one is that the population distribution is relatively stable. Um, so the share of Ecuadorians in the US is uh, well below 5%, um, 2 to 3% depending on, on the estimate. Um, and even for, for worldwide migration as shares of populations, um, even though there are trends and, and changes uh, as shares, uh, population distribution is fairly stable. Um, so there's no uh, changes by in, in on the order of, of 10, 20 percent uh, within a decade usually of the pop total local population that lives abroad. Um, gross migration, migration is usually higher than net migration. Uh, as good as always higher than the net migration. So the the, um, uh, the fact that there is return and repeat migration 
is, is pervasive uh, to, to migration. Again, something that's very well known in, in sociology, but that a lot of um, economic models have difficulty incorporating and reproducing. Um, there's a high level of clustering in the data. Uh, we just heard that in the, in the previous uh, session, um, for the case of Ecuador, um, four states uh, in, in the U.S. account for 80% of, of total Ecuadorian, of all Ecuadorian migrants in the U.S. New York alone accounts for 40% of Ecuadorian migrants. So the well-established fact that there's high level of clustering both at the origin and at the destination um, is something that a model needs to be able to capture. And finally, uh, something that, uh, that is uh, somewhat more novel for economic research is that distributions are key to the, to the migration um, process. So we are looking at both income, wealth, and uh, remittances, um, and, and the different distribution that, distributions that the model can generate. Again, something that was, that was mentioned by, by Heinde Haas in the previous session. Um, so the, the fact that heterogeneity between agents is key to the migration process, that you cannot look at a representative agent in, in, in migration, therefore points to using agent-based modeling. Our model has three regions. Uh, we look at rural and urban Ecuador and New York. And there is uh, the, the blue arrows migration and return migration between all three regions. So we don't have a stage migration model, but we, we have uh, um, we, we count simultaneously for the migration decision between all three regions. Um, and remittances flow to Ecuador. Um, we use a multinomial logic for the logic uh, model for the migration decisions. And our assumptions uh, that we take from literature is that, uh, that um, networks, so ties to the destination, income differences, the labor market, market situation in the, in the local urban labor market, and migration cost play a role in the migration decision. So these are the, the four factors that we take as, as decisive in the, in the migration, migration decision. And we calibrate the model to, to, Ecuador, to the available Ecuadorian data. Now to the results, um, selected ones uh, to, to keep the presentation within the time frame. Um, we do find um, higher gross than net migration in a model. And if we average over a sufficient number of runs, a sufficiently large number of runs, um, then the volatility becomes close to the empirical data uh, that we see for Ecuador. This for us was a surprising finding uh, because it is not hardwired into the coding of the model. Um, so this is really a, an emergent property um, of the model which um, luckily happens to harmonize well with the, with the data. Um, the model is capable of generating clustering. Um, so you see here the, the geographical location of, of agents in the model. Um, this, um, I, I have to emphasize, is more of a demonstrative uh, finding because clustering was uh, uh, hardwired in, into, into the model. So we, we did construct the model in order to, to generate clustering. It's more to show that this agent-based that, that agent modeling can easily generate clustering as opposed to standard uh, economic models. And the model also generates distributions. Um, I took here the example of remittances sent. Um, it, it is shown clearly that um, the, the remittances from New York are substantially higher in, in the excuse me in the model than, than those uh, from, from internal remittances. 
However, the large number of internal remittances more than makes up for, for, for the um, lower absolute value of, of remittances sent within Ecuador. Um, so again, this is not something that was directly um, programmed uh, into the model, so a somewhat emergent you know, feature. And uh, again, just uh, without any background in, 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 in sociological economic research in, in migration processes, this would alert us to the importance of, of internal migration, which again, of course, is not, not a big surprise to, to researchers in this area. Uh, but I think it is, it is valid to show that models can actually generate these, um, these well-established facts and it is not necessary to abstract from them if one wants to model economic, uh, migration processes. Uh, so let me conclude with, the, with uh, an outlook on, on future work. Uh, we are most likely going to expand the model further. Um, there's always a million ideas since agent-based modeling is such a flexible methodology. Um, there's always a million ideas of what one can still do with them uh, because the methodology does not restrict one as much as a standard economic mod uh, modeling. Um, we are, what we are planning to do is integrate it with other agent-based models, um, especially ones on um, natural disasters and, um, and, and shocks to, to economies and uh, use this as, uh, the migration model as a component in, in these models. Um, something that we have only done on a very superficial level so far is testing. Um, so we have done uh, parameter sensitivity analysis, uh, but, but these things can, can certainly be expanded very, very much. Um, calibrated to further data, since our model is a mid-range uh, model, um, uh, the, the idea is to, to apply it to, to other contexts and, and see whether this model, which really came out of, out of a study of um, anthropological and sociological research into Ecuadorian migration, fits also with other contexts. Uh, and finally, uh, the, the goal probably of most uh, migration uh, research, uh, we, we plan to use it for policy analysis and, and looking into possible impacts of, of different migration policies. Thank you. <laughs>